Welcome to Hami Media Group, or as the cool kids say, HMG. We're here to provide you with the very best entertainment alternative media has to offer. Thank you to all our supporters who have made us what we are today. Follow us on social media, video, and podcast platforms at Hami Media Group. Become a subscriber to Hami Media Group at Patreon.com for great free daily content as well as off-the-top-rope extras. Subscribe to our affiliate Patreon channels with a plethora of fun content on various tiers that will bring tears of joy to your eyes. Vince Russo's The Brand, The Rip Rogers FR Podcast, Stevie Ray TV, Goldilocks, The A Show with Aaron Stevens and April Hunter, The Two-Man Power Trip, Velvet Sky and Angelina Love, The Beautiful People, and now... The Larry Hankin Stories. Support your favorite HMG and independent pro wrestling talent at ProWrestlingTees.com. Enjoy the ultimate meal with Zordo's Ultra Premium Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Head over to ZordosOliveOil.com. Start your day with the best cup of joe, bro. Try a fantastic selection of flavorful coffee blends at TheBrosters.com. StevieRichardsFitness.com. Get off that couch and make a healthy change without leaving your home. Amazing resistance band and yoga workout programs at an affordable price that will help you become a band new you. Hear from the pros who live the biz, bro, with talent that have worked for every major organization led by the man who put the attitude back in pro wrestling and in your ear holes. It's gotta be russosbrand.com bro again we'd like to thank you for joining us here at hmg and now it's time to be entertained Ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, Jedi, Sith, Mandalorians, Twi'leks, clones, both regs and Bad Batch alike. And yes, all you Transdotions as well, to another NFO production, another edition of I Got 99 Problems But a Batch Ain't One. That's right, folks. We're coming to you live right now. And the dog's barking in the background because he's excited. We're going over episodes six, seven, and eight of the Bad Batch. What's the Bad Batch? No, it's not a bunch of fat chicks in a bar. It is the Disney Plus show that follows Clone Force 99. 
Now I know you're saying to yourself, that, why are you going that's over the three? Bad, that, that's the bad snatch pop, not the bad batch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you're asking yourself, why are you guys doing three episodes at a time? Well, it's very simple. These episodes are 22, 23 minutes long. And we rather talk about it in unison because there's more meat to the bone as opposed to just coming on and saying, our introductions are actually longer than the actual review of the show. So deal with it, Sunshine. It's our show. We do it any way we want to do. I am one third of your hosts. I am a professional wrestler extraordinaire, multi-time champion in a galaxy far, far away, current heavyweight champion in three different promotions at the same time, the Thanos of pro wrestling. Because I am collecting championships and not Infinity Stones. I am your boy, Greek God Papadon, a.k.a. GGP, Mr. Star Wars aficionado himself. Ah, to the Greek, Greek God. And alongside with me, Mr. Stelia Gyro. <laughs> Extra white sauce for all the ladies all over their face, neck, and chest. Um, now, alongside with me all the way from Mexico on the Sith Witness Protection Program. He's going by a new name now. His name is Darth Great. Introduce yourself with a hey yo first. Hey yo. Ladies and gentlemen, I am the Dark Lord of the Podcast, the Sith Ori, the Rampaging Revan Kiss, the Butcher, your boy Darth Spiridon. That was great, Spiro. It's been great. Thank you. It's been great, guys. Darth Great in his house. Um, and last, but certainly not least, it's the doctor, the medical droid, with the kung fu grip. And he is the connoisseur, the man, the doctor who is the doctor of style, doctor of love, the doctor who can put two beds, two kids to bed in 20 minutes to get some tail. But most importantly, he is the doctor of thundernomics. Introduce yourself. I am smarter than two would be more technical in FX7, the god of stealing thunder, and the man who's been in a lot of those bad batch situations we were just talking about. Doctor Destroyer, Alex Roy. I heard, I heard uh, some of that bad bat situation occurred coincidentally at a bar called the Salty Dog, named after the bad batch after you were done tasting. <laughs> there is a bar in Brooklyn called the Salty Dog. Yeah, I know. I've been there plenty of times. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let's start with episode six. Now, this title of the episode was called Decommissioned. Next. Wait, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Just like many things in Star Wars, there's multiple meanings. Now, this title, Decommissioned, means many things. It means that it could be the removal of the chips from the Bad Bunch, the decommission of the droid army, and the decommission of clones losing their ranks in the Empire to the new batch of stormtroopers that are coming in. Now, we start off the show with them on Ord Mantel. Omega's learning how to shoot her cool-ass bow that she got. Um, from, from, from Tick, or is it Ike? From Echo. Is there an Echo in here? Yes, I'm Echo. Tick. <laughs> Tick. <laughs> now, in the bar, there's a um, 
there's a, what do you call it? Um, a weak way and an Ithorian. Their name is Catch and Bolo. They happen to be in the bar. Catch and Pitch. Yeah, nice. They happen to be in the batch uh, in the in the bar every episode. Now they're also coincidentally in episode in season seven of Clone Wars. There was a um, it could be batch uh, Catch and Bolo. There was a weekly and an Ithorian in the yep. in the jail, right? Yeah, in the jail when they escaped. So. It could be one and the same. Who knows? I'm not saying all Ithorians and weak ways look the same, but there's a lot of connective tissue within these episodes and in these series, unlike the sequel trilogy. Anyway. So, there's. I want to throw this at you, Doc. Throw it. Pe- people are saying there's parallels between Echo showing Omega how to use the bow at the bar and how Kenobi showed... Luke had to use a saber in episode four, foreshadowing that Omega is force sensitive. What do you think? Uh, that's, you got to give me a little more than that to kind of make me bite on that one. That's not the first time you said that line. Exactly. You probably said that line at the Salty Dog plenty. I, of I did, and at the Blue Oyster. Proctor, stop touching my balls. Anyway, so now here's the deal. Sid had a had a gig. Never explains who hired her to get this said gig. And what the gig entailed was that for them to go to Corellia, where Han Solo is from, and Wedge Antilles, um, to go get a uh, a droid head. Now, this wasn't your hey, not to get head droid <laughs> not to get head from a droid, uh, but the actual <laughs> head of a droid, not the beat potato potato. <laughs> is it true that when you watch the Jetsons and you see Rosie the Maid, you pop a bone <laughs> Of course. So the reason why it was a uh, was it called a analytical droid or was it called kind of yeah. droid? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, sure. We'll call we'll call the droid Bob. They had to go get Bob's head, all right? And um, the reason why is because these droids, the tactical droids, that's what they're called, the tactical droids, they're the leaders of the droid armies, and when they go into battle. Supposedly, they, they learn on the fly with every mission, and this droid head is very valuable because it has information on how to defeat clones. Now, here's the deal. who's in, Who wants that information? Is the Republic? There's theories that it could be the Black Syndicate and Maul because he wants to get revenge on um, Sidious for kicking him out of the club. So, pretty interesting. What do you think, Doc? Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. I mean, there's a lot of uh, the competing... Uh aspects of um of, of uh individuals who want to obtain that information so the the, the list is nay long well they get to they get to uh the planet uh, of Corellia by attaching themselves to a class four cargo ship very similar to how han attached his millennium falcon in empire strikes back so it was a nice little nod would you agree like casual yes okay like casual nice so one of the protocol droids in the uh, episode says says the famous line "Ichuta," which I popped for. How rude! Which is a a, a curse in Hatties. Um, uh, Rekka, what happens is they they find the head on the conveyor belt, and they say there's only one head left because all the all the tactical droids were deleted. There was one or the destroyed. Basically, what they're doing is they go into this warehouse where they're melting down all the droids from the clone wars that are decommissioned 
and using the metal for parts. Many people are figuring the Empire are building ships with this metal, and it's like they're recycling it. Who knows? It's a cool little idea. Doc, your take? Yeah, it's like a 1920s America. You know, they're going to send the women out to go recycle the metal. So there you go. So what happens? They find one head left. Omega finds it. She's about to go get it. All of a sudden, it gets stolen. And who it is, is Doc's favorite duo, the Martez sisters. <laughs> from season seven of Clone Wars. Rafa, Rafa and uh, the other one I don't care about. Oh, yeah. So would you say these girls are lower or higher on the over list compared to Jar Jar Binks? Uh, they're over. They're more over than Jar Jar? They're more. It's peaking. Yes. <laughs> okay, just checking. So anyway, then, then now they're playing hot potato with this fucking thing. You know, I got it. I got it. And then yep. um, it's, it's, it felt very Infinity War to me. Yes. Very Infinity War. Where they were, where they were trying to get the head and get possession of head. And no one ended up getting it because all of a sudden the clones show up. And the Empire shows up. And... A fight ensues, and it, the head ends up getting destroyed. Now, when they leave, um, Tech or Echo, whoever, ended up downloading all the information on some kind of joystick. Um, and Hunter gives it to the Martez sisters. Now, we don't know who the Martez sisters at this time are working for. And at the end of the episode, also, before prior to the, excuse me, I forgot this. Rekka shows his fear of heights, and Rekka ends up bumping his head. And when he bumps his again. head again, again, but this time you hear Crosshair's voice in his head. Good soldiers they, follow orders. There you go. And then foreshadowing that he may actually go down the path of Order 66. But at the end of the episode, Rafa and her sister, I forgot her name. Uh, fuck, why did I forget her name? It's the easy one to remember. Uh, who cares? Moving on. Okay, whichever. Sandwich maker number one and sandwich maker number <laughs> two. <laughs> They're sitting on the ship. R7 comes to them, and that's Osoka's droid. And they play a message, a hologram message that they're talking to. And it's a, it's a, it's a guy in a cloak. Um, we had our debate or our speculation on the main show. We said it could have been either Rex or Jimmy Smith, a.k.a. Bail Organa. And in episode eight, we find out exactly... I'm sorry, episode seven, we find out who it is. And that's how the episode ends. So, a decent episode in the right direction, but in my opinion, the Martez sisters gotta go. They're horrible. Uh, yeah. Um, I wasn't a big fan of them in that three-episode arc with Ahsoka from season Definitely one, not. season seven. And... Their return was very lackluster for me and not very exciting. And it was just one of those ones where I was just not not so thrilled for whatever reason. But um, I did enjoy the fact that we had this little uh, little little teaser at the end of the episode where we had this hologram that, they, you know, they patched him in uh, to chat and we didn't know who this him was. And there was a lot of speculation on the Internet. We talked a bit about it on the main show about who this who this him actually was. There's a little double entendre on the show as well. Um, when Hunter goes, we're not like most clones. She goes, yeah, I heard that before. That was Pe from, uh, from Rex? or Well, there you go. Because 
where would she hear that from another clone before? No one picked up on it. People yeah. automatically thought she heard that from season seven from Ahsoka about the Jedi. Mm, that's you know right. what I'm saying? Did you say that as well, too, about that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now we go into episode seven called Battle Scars. And in my opinion, this and episode eight are the, and episode one are the three best episodes so far of the season. This definitely picked up the 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 pace, the A game of the episodes. Everything was awesome over the next two episodes. So, title of the episode is called "Battle Scars," and again, many meanings. It means that they could be talking about Rex's actual scars on his face from the war. He's um, the scars slash relics from the war on the planet Braca that takes place in this episode. Also, the psychological scars from the battle uh, that Omega has to face. Um, so there's a lot of different meanings with every episode, which is pretty cool. So the episode starts off, I guess, as a time jump. Because they're getting chased through space. They got some kind of little armadillo thing, and they're getting chased by a group, a new group into the Star Wars lore called the Rokai. Um, I know you're familiar with Pirate Eye, but I know I know you're not familiar with Rokai, Doc, right? Uh, of course. Google that one. Gotcha. So they're in the, they're, they make it to the bar, and guess who's in the bar again? Not Norm, not Frazier, not uh, Cliff Clavin, but Catch and Bolo again. And there was also two other alien species. There's a, feline, a feline, who's the blue alien, and a Gotal, or a Gotal. Depends how you which side of Brooklyn you're from. Tato Who's from, from episode four, New Hope? So, Rekka and Omega go to Hunter, ask for permission to go out. They go and do their after mission ceremony or tradition where they go get some kind of popcorn mix, which is called um, Mantle Mix uh, or, or Mantel Mix, excuse me. So, they go eat like two little children. Rex is at the bar. They start to, two of the aliens start to mess with him. He ends up shooting up the place. They pounce. And he does a typical Star Wars hood reveal. And lo and behold, another deadly episode, Rex shows up. Boom. So they all pop, as all, all meaning the fans and the Bad Batch themselves. They said that according to the Empire database, he's dead. He says he likes it that way. He wants to keep a low key away from the Empire. Omega's able to tell Rex is a G1 clone from the, from the lines on his face, which was very interesting. Yep. Just... She's, she's very, very attuned to all this, like, you know, clone lore. Yeah, she's which like makes, a mark. Yeah, which makes it very, very interesting. So, uh, you know, Rex's head starts to hurt, and then Rex puts together that it's the clone. He goes for his gun, and almost a standoff happens, and then he tells him about the inhibitor chip, how dangerous it could be. He doesn't want to see any more of his brothers dead. Um, Omega says she doesn't have an inhibitor chip. Um, people uh, don't know if it's true or not. People are theorizing that she doesn't know about it. But it does make sense that she doesn't have one because she wasn't a commission cloned by the Empire. Oh, would it be interesting if she turns on them at the end of the season? Yeah, wouldn't that be a little dark and they have to kill her? Oh, that would be super dark. So what happens? Rex takes them to the planet Baca. And uh, Braca, I'm sorry. Braca. No chew. No, no chew. And Braca is the planet from Jedi Fallen Order with Cal Kestis and the 
um, Scrapper Guild. And we get to see him in this episode, too. Now, the reason why he takes him there, there's a bunch of, uh, what is it? Um, they call it a boneyard for the ships from the uh, Republic. So he takes him to this medical bay on the ships to try to take the chip out like the way Ahsoka did with him. Yep. So he mentions Five as well in the episode, saying that he should have listened to Five way back when during the Clone Wars, which basically ties it to Season 6 of the Clone Wars episode, Conspiracy. And as they're going from point A to point B again, the... um, Rekka has the issue with heights. He has to cross a wire. He's too heavy. He falls and then gets attacked by a Dianoga, which is the thing that attacked Luke Skywalker in the yeah, trash compactor. In episode good, four. Good, good to see the Dianoga back again. Definitely. Um, as they're checking, uh, what's his name? Rekka for the chip. It goes off and it sets it off. Then Rekka wrecks shop. And kicks the shit out of all of them. Right before he's about to shoot Omega. He pauses for a second. You could see that he's actually fighting against the chip. Very similar to Rex. And then Rex stuns him. Just the way uh, Leia got stunned in episode 4. Which no one really uses that a lot in the Star Wars universe. But we've seen it a bunch in the last couple episodes. And then they put Rex in the machine. And the ship gets uh, taken off. All the clones in Bad Batch 99 gets taken off. Two things on this episode. Rex tells him that um, it's very rare to find clones that don't fall victim to Order 99, which means there might have been a few other clones who didn't fall victim. I'm thinking oh, Order 66? Or order I mean, sorry. Sorry, Order 66. Sorry. A little, a little dyslexic over there? No, well, I was talking about Bad Batch 99. Oh, okay. I, I got a little mixed up. But um, I'm thinking about Wolf and Gregor being the other two that, that were able to fight it off. Which would make sense because they're rebels. But also, Omega was so scared she didn't want to be left alone if this didn't work. Now, they were able to use a, some kind of baseline because Tick was able to use, scan uh, Rex's head and compare his brain to everyone else's brain and reverse engineer everything uh, in order to make the machine work. It's amazing how that, you know, Fucking science works in all these, you know, shows. Oh, let's get the uh, flux capacitor and give it a little uh, jolt from this. Uh, my favorite. It's like watching the Flash. It's like, oh yeah, they'll, they'll figure that out in five seconds. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> it's convenience, right? Yeah, of course. So, anyhow, in my opinion, this episode was awesome. Agreed. And Rex went his way. Looks like he's still fighting the good fight. Didn't say what for, who for. They stay on there. They, they figure they got to get more Scott Old to pay back uh, uh, Rhea Perlman's character, Sid. Because in the beginning, she told them that they owe her money. Yep. So basically, it was like bad boy. It was like Puffy telling all his bad boy artists, you ain't making no Scott Old, Mace, because of recording time, booth time, marketing, this, that. It comes out of your side. Your side of the check. So sorry, Mace. Take sounds, that. Take sound, that. Sounds right. Uh, th- th- did you notice, which I did not, I saw it later on Instagram, that um, there was the white prototype um, helmet of Boba Fett in the back of Sid's office? Yes. Yes. And there was another uh, helmet, too. I forgot what it was. I think it was a clone trooper helmet. She's got some shit going on, that chick over there. Yes, absolutely. I noticed that. I kind of popped for that. Um, so that leads us to episode eight. Where we're at right now. 
Episode eight's called Reunion. Now, this can mean many things again. It could mean the mean crosshairs reunion with the bad bunch, uh, bad batch, excuse me. The reunion of the Clone Wars fa- uh, fans with the character who appears at the end of the episode. Cad motherfucking Bane! Yeah! Pop, 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 pop. So, how does this episode start? Crosshair shows up with clones and the elite troopers. Ramparts talking to Mamasei Mamasama Makusa, a.k.a. Nalase. And he's like, you know what? Fucking Mamasei He's telling him, kill all the clones. And she's like, she gets upset, realizes that he has, she, they have to keep the Empire at, uh, at arm's length because now they still want to get paid from the Empire. But they realize that the Empire is going against them and trying to take control of Kamino and everything like that and, the, and shut down this clone factory that made them a lot of scarol in the past. So, anyway, the episode also starts off with Rekka trying to teach Omega how to defuse a bomb. Tries to smarten her up and, and pulls a rib on her. Says, go ahead, you have 10 seconds to defuse it. She starts freaking out. She cuts the wrong wire. He's like, run! And then smoke appears. Because it was a smoke bomb. He goes, I'm not stupid. I wouldn't let you defuse a live bomb. That was so he, pretty funny. He did get a kick out of that. I thought it was pretty clever. It kind of shows his intellect for war. But at the same time, it shows his child mind. You know what I'm saying? Playing yeah. ribs on the, on, the, on the crew. In my opinion... Uh, Omega is the glue that's holding this bad batch together. Um, you can see that when she asks Tech about the war, and he answers her with some kind of analytical question. She goes, No, how does it, you know, how was the Clone Wars? And he's like, Really? And he's like, Well, I just told you, he's a little prissy fucking cunt. That Tech, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, he ignored, uh, the headache from Rex. He ignored the scanner going off, saying, oh, it might have been a mis- misfire. Meanwhile, the ships land right in front of him, realize he's wrong again. So, yep. Point Dexter so Point Dexter needs to get his head out of his ass and realize that, hey, eagles should be left at the door when you're fighting for your life, you know? Anyhow. So, uh, what happens? The Empire shows up. They try to leave the ship. They end up finding some bombs, some detonators, and his big photon ion torpedo, whatever the hell it's called, um, which gave uh, Rekka a chubby. And massive, then uh, massive, massive chubby, massive chubby. As they're leaving, they 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 break. They uh, I don't know what they what's the right word. They get into the scanner to listen onto the comms from uh, the Empire. Yep. Yep. Empire's like, look, go to the, go to the uh, wherever the hell they go, the bridge. They're like, oh, we're going to the bridge. Oh, we gotta go somewhere else. So they're trying to bypass the Empire, but unfortunately, uh, what's his name? Crosshair. Crosshair is like, look, I know all your moves, bitches. Very yep. predictable. So they get caught. Um, they ended up doing something technical with the cannon the cannon shoots from the ship um 
causing all the scaffolding and the ceiling to come crashing down and burns inside. They make a fucking powder for it. They leave. They end up going to the through the ion engine, which was really cool. And it kind of looked like episode seven when Ray was scavenging the the remains of that uh, as she was climbing down the thing. Starter yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very cool. And then uh, Omega's like, I've never been in an ion engine before. And then Rekka hits her with the comeback. It'd be weirder if you have, which is <laughs> I popped for. I popped you enormous know? for that. And then uh, as they're leaving, they get cut off at the pass again by Crosshair. And he starts to turn on the engine. They're like, fuck, we're going to die. And then they come up with the idea to detach themselves by aligning all these detonators along the seam, I guess, of the ion compartment. And it works, and they fall down, and they escape, and then the ion engine fires and fires and burns Crosshair, and Crosshair gets a little jacked up, yep. knocks off his helmet, he gets all scarred up. Um, as they think they're in the clear, Hunter and Omega get confronted by Cad Bane because they were going back to their ship. Yeah, they, which was being which is being guarded by a bunch of other clones who were already 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 dismantled by the time they had gotten there. And when I tell you there's few moments in Star Wars that make me pop, like when you see Boba Fett's ship show up on that planet on Mando, yep. On the Mando episode, you're like, oh shit, I went, oh shit. And then when you saw Luke Skywalker, which I did call at the end of se- at season two, I was like, holy shit. And I was all tear. Tearful, like a girl with a scraped knee. But when I saw Cad Bane, I popped. I went, oh, shit, legitimately. Yep. And just listen. The way it was shot, dude, the visual, very Western-like. 1,000%. The music, everything. It just I was expecting a bale of hay to fly by. <laughs> and then they, had the, then they had the showdown. And Hunter got jobbed out because he's not the quickest gun in the West. Cad Bane was, and I thought Hunter died for a second. Yeah, he he rolls in just cool as a as usual as a motherfucking cucumber. Just oh. like no doubt at all that this is that he's already got this in the bag. You just back off now. You're gonna regret it. And that was it. Popped out. Boom. Put him. I wasn't even close. Put one right between the Hunter's chest. Yep. And, and the, Hunter's and the, shot hit the robot. Toto something whatever. Three sixty. Yeah. And then uh, what happens? He and stuns then, and, uh, Omega and takes her prisoner. He says something about little lady or some shit to her. What do you say to her? I don't know. Sorry, Sorry about, about this. this little lady. And then we see Hunter wake up. And again, another cool uh, visual. It's like first player shooter video game. Yeah, it's so, also very like uh, Saving Private Ryan where you're like, you know, you're in the middle of it. And you see the bullets coming back and... Sound comes in and out, and it's like fading. Oh, dude, it was Great. so fucking good. They were all shitting bricks. We gotta go. We gotta go. Where's Omega? And they get in the ship and they leave. And that's where we're left at. At episode eight, we're left at Omega's gone. I think their arcs of them being mercenaries are done. Now they're in the hunt to get Omega back. We're gonna find out at more details as a plot thickens. Who hired who? Yep. Who's working for what? Well, I now, think uh, I think I think the um, the the Kaminoans hired Cad Bane. I think that's pretty clear. 
to me at least. I don't know. I mean, yeah, what this, I'm uh... yes, I agree with you. That's a theory. I agree with you. But then here's another one. Who hired Sid, like we said, to get the to get the tactical droid head? You know? Who's yeah. hiring Sid for all these jobs? So Yeah, there's there's a lot of you know, loose ends that are happening right now that I have all the faith in the world and, and Filoni to tie them all together by the time we're done over here. And this was the midway point because yep. there's only eight more episodes left. So there's 16 in the season. Now, Doc, I'm going to throw this at you and I know you're going to gush, gush, gush all over oh, it. Tell me, tell me, tell me. All right. So in professional wrestling, as you know, a heel is supposed to take away what the crowd wants to see. Babyface is supposed to supply it, right? Yep. So... This scene where we had the showdown between Hunter and Cad Bane, like we said, very Western-like, very awesome. It put over Cad Bane's ability to be a quick shot, probably the quickest in the galaxy, and put him in his element of the said uh, shoot, uh, the said uh, shoot shootout, and. Basically got him over, gave him the rub, the shine. Speaking of over. Gave him the shine. You know why? Because they're going to take it away from him later on. How? They're going to put Hunter over him somehow when he saves uh, Omega. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Let me see. Hunter's not going to save Omega. They're going to use the same... Because once you drop a C, like when we see a John Cena come back, you know, shoulder tackle, shoulder tackle, duck one, flying shoulder tackle, fist puff, chop, and then fucking uh, AA, right? Or, yep. F, or whatever you want to call it. You see it once, you get accustomed to it, like Pavlo's dog ringing the bell every time the dog barks, right? Just like you put a guy in a hold, people start to slow clap, right? Yep. It's customary. So we see this with... Cad Bane, because what's going to happen? They're going to have Cad Bane, Boba Fett, Showdown. The uh, deleted scene from the Clone Wars is going to be incorporated into this, and Boba Fett's going to save Omega. Uh, either, to all take right, the, all right. either, either to take the bounty himself, or because she's a clone, and there's some kind of tie with him. Yeah. All right. Listen, uh, I don't want to see it right now, but uh, it's possible. And if it happens, then I'm just going to be convinced that you're one of the fucking, um, uh, you're one of those, you know, 33 guys from the uh, order of the fucking uh, Great Wolf Lodge or whatever it is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the Grand Puma for Blitzstones. <laughs> <laughs> you got all these fucking ceremonies that are happening with, you know, uh, dragons and, Wooden sticks and shit. Nice. <laughs> By the way, I love in the group chat when I could drop the the uh, the info wars. It's my favorite. Yeah, dude. But come on, that was. Did you, did you watch the video? We're sidebar here about some crazy shit that happened at the G7 summit with some crazy opening ceremony that looked very paganistic and Satan satanic and. It was pretty wild. They had the same style of opening for the Gothard Tunnel. What does it have to do with opening of a tunnel? I don't, like, I don't know that. I don't know that one. So I got to well, see that one. Look, I'm telling you, you're going to be like, "What the fuck?" Anyhow, let's get back on track. So that's episode eight. Where do we go from here? I don't know, but I do know it's going to get good. 
And it's, and, already, it's already good. No, it's going to get even better, bro. Because I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think we're going to get a season two of Clone Wars. Uh, season two of uh, Bad Batch. You no. think they're going to die, huh? Oof. Either that or... I don't know. Vader's going to kill him or... Well, there was... Um, oh, of, you know... I started the video this week. It was uh, somebody had uh, mashed up one of the portions of the Bad Batch where they were like firing their guns at like, you know, some whatever. They're all together and they're all kind of like fucked up. And it said, uh, you know, uh, knowing Filoni, this is the ending we're going to get. And it was them firing the guns. And it was the scene with Rogue One for, with Vader, like blocking all the blasts of fire with his with his saber and then coming after them. And did we call that? We did. We did. We did. And you know what else? Someone posted online that made me go, huh? They picture a picture of Omega, and oh, as hit- as Captain Phasma. Yes. Yeah. How dope would that be? This being Phasma. Listen, it'll make fucking Phasma somewhat relevant since it's just like the. Uh, I didn't even read the Phasma book, it. so you know I don't know if it kills canon, but I wouldn't be surprised if Filoni and Favreau are just killing all the books canon. Yeah, they might as just- well. You know what I'm saying? The, but the, fa- the Phasma book. Who read that fucking thing? No one did. So don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> we know Spiro didn't read it. He can't even read a fucking article. Yeah, anyway, get that. it's been great. Uh, Spiro, let them know where you can find you. Oh, wait, Doc, you want to add anything? Uh, no, it's like I said, it's, I'm just excited for this this in- introduction of, of Cad Bane. And my son had watched the episode, my big guy, before I did. And he, like I had told you guys previously, had been has been feverishly watching like every single star wars animated that he can and going back and like i mean he went to tarkovsky stuff he went all over the place he did everything him and his friends they had this like over the summer had this massive uh, uh you know nexus where they just went berserk with all of the uh, the star wars stuff and he he texted me he's like see bad batch see bad i had just finished watching it i'm like oh i watched he's like cad bane motherfucker and he was like he was totally pumped about it and then he got a second degree burn on his hand like an idiot but that's beside the point um Wait, so, he uh, jack, he's jerking off the Cad Bane? Exactly. He was too, he was too fast. Um, so uh, he was pumped about it. So I, I know when he when he when when it pops him off the couch, I I know uh, they're in the right uh, they're in the right genre. So let me ask you this: Do you know how Pinocchio found out he wasn't a real boy? Um, does it involve Morningwood? I don't know. Tell me. His hand caught on fire. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a true Boy Scout. There you go. Uh, speaking about Boy Scouts, Spiro, let them know where we can find you at. Yeah, man, it's been great. But you can also find me every Friday on the on the Rational Rage podcast on the Rational Rage Network. People come on, they hang out, we have a few drinks, and we talk about anything, you know. Uh, on Instagram, Spiro underscore A, Darth underscore Spiridon. That's it, guys. Doc? You can find me at Dr. D-R underscore Destroyo, D-E-S-T. R-R-O-Y-O Instagram, Alex Arroyo MD on Twitter, and Alex Arroyo on the Face Bizzle. Find me at Greek Guy Papadon on Twitter and Instagram. Demetrius Papadon on Facebook. Greek Guy Papadon is the YouTube page. Please go subscribe. Go like the videos. Go comment. Hit the notification bell. Uh, pro Wrestling Tea slash Greek Guy Papadon is the Pro Wrestling Tea store where you can get Greek Guy Papadon t-shirts. And you could be the coolest looking kid in your remote school. But... You, more importantly, you can find all three of us collectively together at NFO underscore podcast on Twitter, New Force Order on Instagram, official New Force Order on Facebook. And the email address is newforceorder at yahoo.com. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for your time. Hopefully we enlightened you. 
hopefully we smartened you up a little bit about the Bad Batch and, and, and maybe you go check it out if you haven't already. But most importantly, hopefully we entertained you. Because our job here at the NFO is to get Star Wars more over with you and not get ourselves over on the expense of Star Wars. This has been another fascinating edition of I Got 99 Problems, but Batch Ain't One brought to you by the New Force Order. Full life. Henceforth. And that's just too sweet. Henceforth. Execute. Order. N. F. O. And Revan is still not canon. Ha 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 ha.